Hey, Tom, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Chris. Man, it's uh, it's good to be back in the Northeast right now. It's uh, I'm I'm writing my old stomping rounds. I'm same with some friends in Greenwich, Connecticut, and a couple miles from Westchester. Played wing foot the other day in Westchester Ooh. tomorrow afternoon. Late, we'll sneak out round and just uh, it feels good. It feels really good. I bet it does. I can't imagine the whirlwind tour that you've been on. I got to imagine. The miles that you and the White Beast have put on over the last couple of weeks have got to be tremendous. So, Chrissy, I'm trying to think how many days ago it was, but I, whatever it was, a week ago or so, I, I gave a couple of quick lessons in the morning. And uh, I started to get, I was going to go the next day, but I said, I'm going to get out of here today and just drive as far as I can. I drove from Fort Myers to some flea bag in South Carolina, got some sleep, got up nice and early, and I drove from mid-South Carolina to Portland, Maine. Wow. Uh, which was um, quite a trek on 4th of July weekend, which was really nice because when I got to New Jersey and I was really smart, I said, I'm going to jump off in 95 and hop on the Garden State Parkway. The r- traffic went something like this. And all, <laughs> all of a sudden I was in this chaos that lasted from now think about it, I'm driving from South Carolina to Portland, Maine. So I want to get there. I mean, I want to get this over with. And I get in New Jersey and from New Jersey to somewhere in early new hampshire i was in the middle of the indy 500 at 25 <laughs> miles an hour it was un- it was so painful it was unbelievable i bet it was um so anyway sorry I was, I was in portland maine for a couple of days with some friends and nieces up there on vacation with a family family friends of ours and uh, i consumed most of the lobster in the northeast united states <laughs> and, uh, I, don't, I don't think i left much for anybody else and I'm then jealous. i went from, from portland i went to I had a, I had a really treat. I had a big treat. I, I I played golf with the current president, Dave Moore of Titleist, Wally Uline, ex president, and um, Sean Sullivan, who's the new CFO of Titleist at Old Sandwich, which was on my bucket list. Oh my! And it's a core cruncher, and I'll tell you, Chris, I heard so much about it. And when you hear all these, you know, when people build a place up like that, you know, you kind of set yourself up for a disappointment. Well, guess what? Core Crenshaw never disappoints. Never. Um, Old Sandwich is the real deal. Playing with those three guys was a bunch of fun. And uh, we had a blast. And then I got in the car from there and drove just about 30 miles and and did a golf school at a place called Cohasset for the membership there. Uh, full day school. I got in the car that night and drove to Greenwich, Connecticut and did a school the next morning in Wilton, Connecticut at a place called Rolling Hills for a fellow named Ray Ford, who's the professional there and just welcomed me and did, we did a wonderful job there with that school. Got up the next morning and was joined by one of my Epson tour players who's here staying here for a tournament this week. And we played uh wingfoot with our host, the Knobloch family. Uh, and then the last today and the next two days, I'm coaching practice rounds with her at the Epson tour event at a place called great river where they start on Friday. And then uh, when she starts on Friday, I'll get in the car and drive directly back to Florida. Other than that, oh. not much going on. Just a, just a short <laughs> hop, skip, and a jump. Put about 3,600 miles on the beast, and here we go. Wow. Are you tired yet? Because I'm tired. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I'm tired of hearing from the story. I'm oh, having to be in the car with you. Yeah. So that, that's, the, uh, that's the glamorous life of a teaching professional right there. You got it in the capsule right there, my friend. Fantastic. 
Tom, I want to start out tonight by giving credit where credit is due. Last time we got together, you said not only would Ricky Fowler win this season, you said he would do it that week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and you were spot on. Well played, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I that was that was that was a stupid call on my part. That would have, uh, I wonder what the odds in Vegas would have been on that one. I, I could have been retired by now, and you and I could have been drinking pina coladas in uh, in, ba- <laughs> in Bali. But uh, I, I, I just thought he was going to win for the end of the year only because everything was trending so well in the right direction, and 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 especially the fact that the putter was back, and he's, I think he's jumped 120 places in in uh, strokes gained putting. If I, you can check in that, but he's jumped a bunch of places and. Certainly was swinging at it better, and you could tell he was just – even his step was better. The body language was better. So I thought he'd do something before the end of the year. And what an unbelievable fairy tale that he he wins the Rocket Mortgage and one of his main sponsors right there. And the way he wins it was incredible. Um, so good for Ricky, huh? Really good for golf. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. Butch had talked about Ricky obviously coming back, and they're working together. And early in the year, I heard Butch interviewed, and he said, you know, I think Ricky's going to win multiple times this year. And now that he's gotten this one off his back, I know we only have a handful of tournaments left. But it seems like once you get that that monkey off your back, if you will, that frees up players mentally and uh, to go on and win multiple times. Do you think Ricky wins again? Can you see it? Can he ride the hot streak? You can't, you know, that's, you know, you know, as well as I do, we've been doing this a long time together. It seems like when when a player like that gets warm, they stay warm for you know four to six weeks. So, you know, could he? Yeah, I mean, he could. I mean, but I also think that it's so deep out there right now, and there's so many good players. Um, it'll be tough, but would I put it past them? No, I wouldn't put it past when you get warm like that. You know, and, and you get going, that you know you can you can rack them up pretty quick. Uh, it it wouldn't surprise me, but it'd be tough. It would be tough. Ricky is currently twelve on the U.S. Ryder Cup's point standings. As you know, they get the top six are automatically in, and then the captain gets six more picks. If the U.S. captain were Tom Patry, Ricky Fowler, a member of your team? In a heartbeat. I mean, you got to ride the hot streak, right? And you got to get ride the guy with confidence. Uh, yeah, 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 no doubt about it. He would be on my team. Tom, we frequently talk about short game with you. Short game, short game, short game. Wedges come in a variety of bounce options for those of us that tend to go into a big box store and buy our wedges off the rack how do we know if we've got the right bounce for our course conditions that we're playing when you buy any club in 2023 24 in the future off the rack you should be um well maybe a baseball bat or shot or something you know (laughs) you you know you know thrown off of a building something like that um so you shouldn't do that First of all, but if you were going to do that, and please don't do that. If you're listening out there, please do not do that because that's what mascara would do. And I, I, oh. I, I'm trying to save his life oh. every single week. Every single week, I'm trying to save his life, and I haven't been successful yet. But I'm trying, I, and I'll keep trying, Brutal. folks. I promise, I won't give up on him. I, I'll, I love him. And I'll keep trying. <laughs> but if you were going to do that, you have to. And Chris is perfectly correct about this. You have to examine your course conditions. Um, and the softer the turf in general, and this is a very general statement, this is why you don't do it this way, the softer conditions, the, the higher bounce you want because you don't want the club to dig. Um, and, and the firmer, and this is, again, this is very general, the firmer, the lower the bounce you, you want because you want to you know, keep the leading edge against the ground and, and be able to compress the golf ball. And that's, that's such a 
amateur way to explain it, but uh, bounce is a very important thing. If people don't understand bounce, they, they should be educated more about bounce. If anybody out there listening needs more information about bounce, I have a whole file saved in my iPad and I can send you 15 different graphics that would make you understand bounce a little bit better. So if you need that, don't hesitate to email me at tpatriotmindspring.com. I'll send you as much bounce ex- explanation as you'll ever need in your life um, from that file. Um, but it's something you should educate yourself on and understand. And feel free not only to email me for the graphics, but any questions you might have about it. I'm switching gears a little bit. This week we learned that Jay Monahan is set to come back to the PGA Who? Tour. Who? Yeah, Who? exactly. After his quote-unquote health issues, he's supposed to come back next Monday. My question is, after all the things that he has completely messed up over the last 18 months, does anybody oh, want him back? Not, oh, Chris, now come on. Chris, you're picking on poor Jay. Stop. Don't be doing that, Chris. That's not nice. Not poor nice? Jay. Poor Jay. Yeah. Poor, poor Jay making making a zillion a year and then hiding out when when you needed them when the, the most. To- when the going, yeah, when the going got tough. Yeah, so what you know, Jimmy, you handle this, and and, right. and Ed, Hur- Ed Hurley, you handle this. You know, um, listen. Oh, I, I'm really conflicted about this. On one side, I'm saying the guy got absolutely roasted, but on the other side, I'm saying you know what, he kind of set himself up to get roasted. So, um, listen, I don't want, I don't wish bad on anybody, and certainly, certainly not concerning their health. Um, he certainly got an uphill battle from a PR standpoint with his players to overcome. Is it overcomable? I don't know. The, t- the tone out there right now is awful negative and uh, is being pointed in Jay's direction by, I would think, almost a majority of players. And I'm just going by what I'm hearing, reading, and seeing just like you are. But he's got some serious, serious damage control to do if he's going to you know, stay in the fight. Um, I think the next four to six weeks, him coming back will tell us a lot. While this deal finally gets some some kind of structure to it, the role he plays in that deal and his explanation of the deal to his to his players will will play a play a huge role in whether he, he survives or not. Explaining the deal to the player, I mean, who's going to trust him? Who's going to believe him? I no, just I, can't believe that the players, the policy board, the nine eleven families, the fans. I don't know that you can trust anything that Jay tells you anymore. Well, that's like I said, that's that's the damage control he's going to count. I don't think ultimately the, the deal will be presented by Jay himself. It'll be presented as a board, and and maybe there'll be a, a voice from the board that will do the presentation. But you're right, Chris. He's he, you know he's created he's created his own damage. So whether he survives that or not, I, I really don't know. I mean, I I kind of agree with you. I'd have a hard time sitting down and listening and believing Jay Monahan right now as a, as a player, I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not a Jay Monahan hater. I'm going to tell you right. I know you are. I'm not. Um, uh, a small part of me feels a little sorry for him. He got roasted, but again, the other part of me feels like, Hey, you roasted yourself. Yes. Um, but you know, I'm, and again, I'm not a Jay Monahan hater, but I, I would have a hard time as a player right now listening to anything he has to say. Agreed. Switching gears, as you know, a couple of weeks ago after you, I had Rob Labritz on the show, and I was really hoping Rob was going to win the U.S. Senior Open that week so I could take credit for that win, you know, a little next on the credit? Team Magic. You, you take credit for that? <laughs> Absolutely. I would have 100% taken credit 
if he had won the U.S. Senior Open. He ended up finishing tied for fourth, which he did as well last year. But the crowds love Rob, and every time you see him, he's got a smile on his face. Seems like a guy who's sort of one like Ricky, one break away from getting over the top and getting a win. Feels like it won't be long before he does. You know, as you know, Chris, Rob Roberts has been a friend for a long time, and nobody pulls harder, with the exception of maybe his wife and his caddy for Rob than I do every week. Um, I, I'm a big Rob fan, and I, I know how hard he's worked to get to get out there. The story is a fairy tale story, really, right now. Um, and he's, you know, he, he's really played well in a few spots, both his first year, now his second year, in some really big events on some big stages. Um, and as we both know, looking back, he won the qualifying school. He won the senior tour qualifying school to get his card. Uh, so he, he, we, we know he can play. It's well documented he can play. And it's like anything else. It's right golf course, right week, right situation, right, you know, right, right, right mood. And, and off we go. It, again, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Rob Wilbitz won an event or more than one event before the event, the, 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 the year was over. It wouldn't shock me one bit. He's got that kind of talent. Um, and again, nobody pulls harder from than I do. And certainly now you do, cause you would take credit for the win. If, if it was <laughs> five weeks removed from his appearance on the show. So exactly. I would, of course you would. Why and then, would and, then, and, and, and then after you won, you'd ask him bet that lead off of the Red Sox too. Why not? <laughs> there too? So, uh, but again, kids got guys got all kinds of talent, man. He really does. He, you know, he hits it pretty good off the tee. He's got a good tee game. He's a very nice iron player. He, he's got he's got a good short game, and he, and he puts the ball reasonably well. And the biggest thing he's got going, Chris, he's got an unbelievably positive attitude. He just doesn't get down. Uh, he's body language is great all the time. So, you know, listen, let's 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 you know, let's all say a prayer that he, that he makes a couple of putts and something falls his way. That it would be fun to see it happen. Absolutely, it would. Tom, the guy who did win the U.S. Senior Open is oh, Bernard Langer. Boy. And he sets the all-time record in Champions Tour history for wins, and he does it in the you know grandest way possible by winning a major. And the guy turns 66 years of age next month. So he continues to outplay guys that are nearly a generation younger than he is. This guy's just simply amazing to me. Herman the German. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, 40, is it 46 wins, Chris? 46 wins. It's not like it's four wins or six wins. It's 46 wins. And he, he broke a record that Hale Irwin set that we thought would never, ever even be close to be touched. Uh, I think I think third now is Trevino with 20-something, maybe. Right. Which was which was amazing in itself. And the, and the run Hale Irwin went on was phenomenal. We never thought it would be. This guy just broke that record. It's just. And, and like you said, it, he's not 56. He's 66. Folks, he's four years away from 7-0, and he's winning golf tournaments and beating guys that are 50, 16 years younger. Right. Um, I don't really think that the general public really understands truly what they're watching, what, what's really happening here. Um, I'm going to make another crazy prediction, pal. He's going to win a tournament when he's 70. Yeah, that, that would be the thing, right? If He's going to win a golf tournament. Because he's not going to stop, by the way. You don't right. think he's not he's not going away. Right. Got, if if you if you if you put a mask on him, he looks like he's 36 years old. <laughs> I mean, the guy's in phenomenal condition. I mean, and, and he's not going away and, and he and he doesn't want to go away. Um it's a it's just it's just a phenomenal record. It's just uh it's one of the great records in sport. It really is. You know, how great is it gonna be 
when 68, 69, 70-year-old Bernhard Langer is playing Tiger Woods in a Champions Tour event, and they're coming oh, yeah. down the stretch at the head. How oh, great God. will that be? I didn't even think about that. That's a crazy thought, isn't it? <laughs> and it didn't even cross my mind. You know, I mean, Bernard's in a wheelchair. Tiger's got a crutch and a canyon, and here they go. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, it's craziness, right? It's just insanity. The guy's amazing. He really is amazing. I mean, here's the guy, not only that, Chris, but in his career, overcame the yips, not once, but twice. Right. Okay. Overcame the yips twice in his career. Some guys, you know, have one day of the yips and they're gone. You never see him again, ever. Yeah, he's, it's, it's, he's a, he, he is a freakosaurus, man. He really is. Yes, he is. Tom, we've got the Open Championship coming up in a couple of weeks. This year it's being played at Royal Liverpool over at Hoylake. You've gone over and played some of the Great Links courses over there. Have you ever been to Royal Liverpool? I have not been to Royal Liverpool, although I've, I've, you know, stud- I've been to a lot of them, Chris, and I've studied all of them. Um, and it gets very high, very, very high marks with the players. It's, it's one of their, it's one of their thumbs up places. Um, and it's one of my favorite, you know, besides the Masters, and, I, and I'm going to get booed off the stage for this one, besides the Masters, it's my second favorite major to watch. I just like the, the quirkiness, the bounces, the, you know, the, the weather conditions. Weather, yeah. You know, I, it just, always something cool happens or crazy happens. Um, boy, and there's a lot of guys playing good at the same time. Uh, as it seems it always is nowadays with, with majors, there's so much talent out there, but you know, it's one of the ones I really look forward to watching. Those of us that have never gone over there to play a true link style golf course, how do you think the approach of the game is different from what we're used to playing here in the States? Well, I think the average, and, I, and I, I don't say this with any negativity, just a fact, the average American player is used to green and lush. And there's no such thing as green and lush on Lynx golf courses. It's, it's, it's green, it's brown with a little sprinkle of green here and there. Uh, it's very, very firm, very, very fast. It can be very quirky in the bounces you get. Uh, the greens don't generally putt very fast uh, in comparison to what we're used to over here. They putt slower. Um, so it's almost like American golf upside down and backwards. Um, and then again, like we said earlier, you throw in the weather conditions and differences and flighting the ball and being able to control trajectory is, is crucial, is crucial. And understanding the effects of wind, uh, with your golf ball, if it gets above the horizon at all is paramount. So it's totally, it, it might as well be a different game. You can call it something else besides golf as we know it. It's not the same at all. And it really takes an awful lot of patience in those conditions and how rapidly they change at times, as well as the condition of the golf course, to get around there and keep your head on your neck. We spoke earlier about wedges. And when you're playing Lynx golf, I got to imagine your wedge setup is a lot different because it's more of a ground game over there. Is there a need for something like a lob wedge? Only when, only when you get in the bunker that's, that's, that's deeper than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, <laughs> It's very different, you know, and I always grew to love it. And I've, I've been to Scotland 15 times, Chris. Um, so I've got a pretty fair amount of experience over there. And I always liked it and enjoyed it. And some Americans don't like it at all. They go over there. They're disappointed in it. But, you know, I grew up on the east end of Long Island, out towards Shinnecock, you know, and Long Island, as you know, if you've never been there, if you have been there, sits right out in the Atlantic Ocean. And in the fall and the spring, we get some pretty nasty weather. and We get some pretty windy weather and cold biting weather. Um, 
And I, you know, I remember back in playing, I can, I'm 64 years old. I remember playing high school golf in the East End and we started in mid-March and it was still basically winter and it'd be howling out there and you, you had to be able to hit the ball pretty low and, and we hit some knockdown shots and punch shots and flighted shots. And I always enjoyed that challenge. I grew up, I grew up in that challenge. Then I went to college in Florida at Florida Southern. And again, I'm in the wind again. So I spent most of my career and life in the wind. Um, so I enjoy that kind of a challenge. I, and I enjoy hitting partial shots and flighted shots. If you grew up in pristine weather conditions in, in upstate New York or in Michigan or, or in Western Pennsylvania or, you know, somewhere where, where you're, you know, any, any of the inner corridor places and you never played in wind and you played in lush conditions, you have no hint on how to play that kind of golf. And it, it can be pretty shocking the first time you're exposed to it and you either grow to love it or you, or you absolutely hate it. Uh, so it, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely different. As we look ahead to the Open Championship, we talk about how Ricky comes in hot. Who do you like to be at the top of the leaderboard come Sunday afternoon? You know, I, I, I always I always bite my tongue when I say this, and I and, and it always disappoints me and disappoints you. We've talked about this off the air a lot, but I, I, you got to look at Rory. <laughs> wow! But, but he, you know, he he's done a wonderful job recently in bed coming down the stretch <laughs> and, and you and you know i've had multiple conversations about that in, in the morning off off air um you know so i mean you got but you gotta put him in you gotta put him in the mix um ricky because he's hot you gotta think about that the guy who's disappointed me this year and i'm just waiting for him to break through and play well again is jt is justin thomas you know i, I just don't see how he I, I, he's just too good a player to be this bad this long um, you know, your man Spieth, who, who I, I'm not a big Spieth fan, but the way he puts the golf ball, you got to think he has a chance and he, and, he's, and he loves being creative, uh, with, with his short game. So you throw him in the mix and I, and I, and I, I, I gotta believe that someday Xander Shoffley is going to win a, win, win a major, you know, I mean, he's just too good of a player not to, right. um, you know, and then if you want a really long shot I mean, a real long shot on the European side. This kid, Ryan Fox, has played so well this year on the European tour, won multiple times. You know, he, he's from, he's from uh, New Zealand, I believe, and he, he's had, he has some wind experience, um, and, he, and, he's played, and he's played in tough conditions in Europe. He's had a wonderful breakout year, and he's probably 36 or 38 years old and just suddenly you know, caught lightning in a bottle. So there's a long shot for you. Um, who do you nice. like, Chris? Well, I'll tell you what, here's who, and I was going to tell you, the guy that I like, and just because he, he played well last week and he's, he's a great iron player and a guy who won an open championship a couple of years ago is Colin Morikawa. Yeah. Well, he's he, a guy that I've been waiting all year to kind of figure it out and get back on a hot streak. He's a wonderful and, talent. And, yeah. And then, you know, last week when Ricky won, it was in the playoff and, and Morikawa was in that playoff. So yeah. hopefully his game is rounding into form and uh, he's got experience, obviously. Having won a couple of years ago, I wouldn't put it past Colin Morikawa to be a guy no, that's no, uh, right that's, there. I, I think that's got to be a great call. I think that's not, that's not a bad call at all. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against him. I wouldn't bet against him. So, Chris, uh, you know, before I let you go. Before you let tell, me go? Please, please let people out there listening <laughs> know how they can get in touch with you and how they can follow you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's your line. That's I'm my sorry. line. I'm yes, sorry. this one. This is my show. You can do all that stuff sorry. when we're on I'm, Instagram. I'm, I'm I'm confused. I'm so confused. I'm sorry. I understand. So, Tom, 
How can our listeners stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you online and on social media? Folks, is, is this guy, is this guy, folks, you out there listening, is this guy the best in the whole world? Is he not the best? I mean, great guest, great, he tees you up with great questions. You know, he, he almost gives you the answer to the test before you take the test. He always makes, <laughs> he always makes you look good. He's always concerned about where you've been traveling and, and, and where you had a flat tire on the interstate. But he, <laughs> If he wasn't a Red Sox fan, I might marry him. I'm oh. Best. oh, how bad are our Yankees and our Red Sox? Are they just no, that bad? Stock down. Stock down just, both teams. It's just they suck. They, yeah. They're just terrible. I mean, oh, it's not a bad word. Sorry. <laughs> you can bleep that out later on. It's, just so, it's so painful to watch these two teams, is it not? It is very painful to watch them play baseball. Because what they're playing is is so such a poor brand of baseball. Oh my god! Which is not like either franchise. As much as I hate the Yankees, these franchises are not doing themselves any favors right now. I know at some point this season I'm going to break a flat screen. I know I am. I just know it's happening. It's just coming. I'm just trying to save my extra change up to buy a new one. I know it's going to happen. I just can't take it much longer. With you, okay, oh, Chris. It doesn't matter where they follow me. It matters where they're following you, folks. Tuesday nights next on the T. Don't miss it. When does the football show start, Chris? When does the football show start? Yeah, not till after we get all the way through the golf season. So right after we get through the the tour championship and uh, and that sort of thing, and we'll go through the Ryder Cup this year. So it's probably going to be a little bit later start on the football season. And, and, and tell, the folks out there, tell the folks out there listening when that is. When does it come on? What nights? Thursday night. Thursday night tailgate. I mean, it's unbelievable. And it, I, I've become a fan of that one, too, folks. The guy is the best. He's the best in both these worlds. Make sure you tune in. It's unbelievable. I'll see you in two weeks. Leave me go. I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> all right, Tom. Always good to spend some time with you, my friend. You do need some sleep and all the things that you've been doing and that long drive you got ahead of you. Thanks, Thanks Dave. All the best to you and uh, and the missus. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. See you, Tom. Bye-bye. That is the great Tom Patry. Again, TomPatry.com. P-A-T-R-I is the spelling of his last name. TomPatry.com is the website at TomPatryGolf. On Instagram, he's just the best. I love that guy. Look forward to having him as part of the show every other week. He makes the show so much better and so much fun. Can't wait to catch up with him in a couple weeks. Hopefully, he's made the long journey back home and and is rested up by that time. But uh, just a wonderful human being and a fantastic teacher. Go out there and subscribe to that YouTube channel, folks. You won't be sorry that you did because he's going to take your game to new heights and you get to take it right there on your cell phone. You're out there on the driving range, watching the playing lessons, got your your ear pods in, and then the lessons are going to be fantastic. You're going to play better, and you're going to have a lot more fun on the golf course. Love Tom Patrick. We'll catch up with him again in a couple of weeks.